0: Good morning. Well, we have communion today. But before I get on to that, not next week, but the week after that, we're going to be doing the Watchmen on the Wall series. I'm going to make a series out of it, probably two Sundays. I sort of did it, but I sort of skipped it up for the communion today. So if you guys want to get a head start, read in Isaiah and Ezekiel. Just read the whole books so will help. <laughs> but that's where we will be next week. Not next week. Week after that. Next week you have somebody else up here taking care of you. But um, communion. What is it? We come to communion roughly quarterly. We take time to examine ourselves, look at ourselves, so God doesn't have to. Come and give us the reminder. Knock on our head and say, "Hey," because God knows everything about it. God wants you to look at yourself. You know, I was thinking on that and in communion, and I was looking at the media. Our nation needs to look at itself. Yesterday, I guess they had some more problems in Atlanta. Someone else got shot. So we look at our nation. And how the devil is affecting our nation. And why is it? And I say it to the devil because it is power in different places that are affecting the people. But you know why it is? It is because a lot of people are not looking at themselves. And doing what we're going to do here today. The Christians are not looking. We are living a life. A lot of people are living a life. Outside of recognizing who God is, even the Christians—I hate to say it—because I, I, now, they may not be Christians. I see people who say they're Christians all day long, and they might be Christians. Not for me to judge, but they don't live like Christians. They don't act like Christians. Now, not all Christians act the same, guys. Everybody, every one of us here is different. No one's going to act the same. No one is going to be exact duplicates. You know, God tells us that in His Word. You know, He says there's many parts to us. But there is a few things that we have in common who we serve and why we serve. This is what communion is about. We'll take it, we'll look at ourselves where we fall short. No, I'm not going to go ask my wife where I fall short. I don't need a long list.
1: <laughs>
0: you know. Uh, but I got to go do it. You don't need to come and say, Preacher, I need to confess. You don't need to confess to me. If you really want to, do it over a uh, thing so I can sleep through it. No, just joking. <laughs> I don't, you, know, you can come and talk to me about it. It's not that. It's when we talk to God. You don't need to get on your Facebook, whatever. They got flipbooked now. I guess they got a few other things out there. I know Facebook, well, I know Facebook because we advertise, we do stuff on it. Well, people in the audience know it better than me because they're the ones that do all the work on it. We don't need to tell all our friends about how evil we are. God's the only one who needs to know. By the way, he does know. He wants you to admit it to him. This is for what communion is about. Getting to God, saying, okay, God, this is what I have in my life. This is what's holding me back from serving you. What is holding us back from serving him? And what else do we do in communion? We drink, well, grape apple juice or water. So people that's allergic to the grape apple juice, there's water there. The water's the clear one. (laughs) I don't need anybody getting sick, drinking the other stuff. And we have crackers here. These represent God's body and his blood. Why do we do that in remembrance of him? Because we do it in remembrance of him. What are we to remember? Remember that he died for you on the cross. You realize God saved you? I hope you all do. Um, You know, we look at our lives. Stand back from your own life and look at it. Are you doing what God needs you to do to witness to the world? Are you being like the world? When Jesus came here and walked the earth in physical form, how was he? What did he do? How did he act? Are we acting somewhat close to what he does? Did he ever hide what he was? You say, the answer actually is yes and no. Do you realize that? He did not let the disciples, he told them, but they never realized it. And then other people come, he says, let them be dumb. They had to figure it out. You know what? The people who find God are the people seeking. seek him. But why was he, when he was down, or did he ever speak of falsehood? No. He called the people who were vipers, vipers. And he also took care of the people. Even the people of one day would throw stones at him. Look at our lives as we walk here in this world. As we look at our world today, you know, I look at it and say it's a world gone crazy, and we talk about the virus, but we talk about the violence. Oh, by that way, that's predicted if we look at the end of the times. Does that mean we're living into the, the times? Paul thought we were living in the end of the times. I think we're living in the end of times. I believe it can come any moment. Matter of fact, I'd be really happy if it ended before I got off here, you know. But we find, do we just sit back and wait? No. God wants us to look at our lives, remember what he did and what he would like us to do. And how can we do that today? If we do not examine ourselves, what is slowing you down in life from serving God? I can't tell you that. And even if I thought I could, I might be wrong. And by the way, I normally won't tell you unless you're blunted about it. We find God wants us to do that. Be honest with yourself. And tell God. By the way, God knows it. He's just waiting for you. This is what our communion is about. I do communion, as you guys know. You've gone to a lot of other churches. I think I do it more different. I do it differently than most people. I've only been to a few churches that had communion. I've been to church that had communion every Sunday morning. I'm totally different from their communion. This is my whole sermon today. is on communion. And what it's about. And then we'll have a time where we sit there and we examine ourselves. And I'll close this in a word of prayer. Then we will break the bread and drink the drink and pray again. But before we get there, I want you to understand certain things. Don't take, if you're here and you're a Christian and you're taking communion. And you don't want to get right with God. Don't take it you say what if someone sees me if i see you i'm gonna jump up 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 here and say hey look at him look at that evil person over there no i'm not gonna do that you'll realize i won't say anything and if i do see you the worst thing i'm gonna do is go home and pray for you i won't even talk to you about it but i'll tell you a secret i usually go home and pray for all of you guys anyhow even if you take community <clears throat> No one here will, no one better jump down your back. I don't care if anybody else sees someone not take communion. That's between them and God. You don't mention it to them. Now for husbands and wives, you can talk to each other because you guys are one. Okay? But if your neighbor doesn't do it, you don't say a thing to them. Why? You just pray for them. Why don't we take communion? Because God has some pretty strong words against it for eating unworthy. And uh, if we read those in verse 29, First Chronicles. Right. Cryptians, I sit there and practice it back in my office. I always get those two mixed up. I've done it for how many years now? I don't know. So one day I will learn this. Anyways, you go to chapter eleven. You go verse twenty-nine. For who? For he that eateth and drinketh unworthy, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. How merciful our God is! At the end of that, but he says, you know, if we drink and eat this unworthy. You may get weak, or you may get sickly, or you just may go to sleep. By the way, sleep here in the Bible is the eternal sleep until you go to see God. Not very long. Depends on when he comes, right? It's death here. But for Christians, it is called sleep. Christians, God doesn't refer to us as necessarily dying because we go to sleep and we're off with him. But, you know, interesting. How many of you guys would have loved to be your own judge? And I ask this and mention it every time. If I was ever convicted, I'd love to be my own judge. God, God says, you judge yourself. What do you need to fix yourself? See, well, there you go. You got your different things. You, Everybody has their own judge. See, that is the thing. I hear some people out there saying, you can't really judge yourself. And this is what happens to a lot of preachers. Even when I still hear them today, they say, if you ju- you're judging yourself, it's not really judge." if you just say something easy. No, that is not what God says here, my friends. He says you judge yourself. Now, I think it might be cheating saying a little lie, but no, it's not my opinion. It's God's opinion. By the way, whose righteousness Is it my righteousness or God's righteousness? It's God's righteousness. How many times in this world we will go by the world's righteousness and not God's righteousness? You realize God knows each and everything we've done? And God has a penalty for him, but God says, before I invoke any of these penalties, we are full of grace. I have grace. You accepted my son. Now you go judge yourself and fix yourself. I'll give you a hint. One thing you need to fix yourself. God. With God's help because you know what? There's things you in your life say, how can I get through this? By yourself you can't. We got such a great God though. He will say okay, now I'll help you. You come to me and you ask me and we'll work right on it together. He won't say I'm too busy today. Come back. Or, oh that's too great. You're too bad. No, our God will never say that. So when we take this time, you say, well, I can't get it right today. And if you honestly feel you can't get it right today, don't take it. Me, myself, I believe you can get about everything right. but Follow your heart there. What? But if you take it to God and you see what. He has done, and you say, God, these things I need help with. And you know, you'll find things throughout your life. But God, I need help for this last 20 years. God's still working with me. Heck, did you notice I have how many, I don't know how many years I've been preaching since 93, and I still haven't got to call this book the right book yet. The sad thing is there's English teachers and there's teachers out in my audience and they're saying they're going to shoot my mom for homeschooling me. <laughs> we'll blame it all on her. <laughs> but we'll find I haven't got it right. There's things I need to work with. You say, well, that's not it. Are you sure? But it's something I need fix. And honestly, I thought I fixed it this morning. I went in my office and played it, got it down right, and get up here, and I missed it up. But that's always good. You should... Keep track of what your preacher says with the Bible. We use the King James Bible. So if you're using any other Bible out there, you might not match me. And then guess who's in the right? I am. You are. I'm particular. Some people don't agree with me. That's fine. But what else? So let's take a little bit of time here. We're going to start here in a few minutes. Look at yourself. Honestly, look at yourself. Stand back and take a look at yourself. What do you need to be a better Christian? And my friends, let's take a close look. What do you need? And I don't want you to tell me unless you really have to. Because if God tells you to tell me, that's fine. And I'll pray with you and we'll talk about it. But God has the answers. But what in your life do you truly need? Is it reading the word more? Is it who you associate with? Spending more time with God? Maybe on your knees more praying for people? I actually think all every Christian right now should pray for this nation. But what is it? All everybody bow their heads. So when I start my prayer and end my prayer is when the time's up. And only take it if you truly feel comfortable with taking it. No one's here to judge you. You are to judge yourself and examine yourself. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you, Lord, we look at our lives. We look at what we need. We look where we have a hard time in our lives. If it's forgiving others. If it's putting out your word, Lord. If it's our friends. If we're not reading your Bible, Lord. Or if it's just not spending enough time with you in prayer. Or it's something that we got in our heart that we held against you. Lord, help us. With each of this and as we examine our lives and ask for your help that you'll provide that help and that comfort and that need we ask this in your holy son's name amen
1: wonderful, Heavenly Father. Lord, as we study in Sunday School in Isaiah, one of the words of your son was wonderful. He was wonderful in everything that he did. But especially he was wonderful for us. He was willing to take our place on that cross. To take our sins upon himself go through all the pain and agony that he suffered that was inflicted upon him by the punishment of the judges because he said he was God. But he really was God. It was. But even more so all the pain that you inflicted upon him for the penalty for sin which ultimately is death. And he died there on the cross with the sins of the world upon himself. His body bruised and broken for us so that ours would not be. Help us to always remember that. That he died in our place suffering the death penalty, punishment for sin in our place so that All of your justice was fulfilled for punishing sin in this world. And we can claim him as our substitute and claim his death as a payment for our death penalty for our sins. And because of that, with the penalty paid, we have salvation through your son Christ that we get to be with you forever in heaven. As we take this breath... Help us to remember everything and all
0: the agonies he went through in our place. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for everything you have done, Lord. And Lord, as we prepare to eat this bread in reference of your flesh, Lord, we just give you thanks in your holy son's name. Amen, shall we? Dear Heavenly Lord, as we are proud to partake of the your blood, Lord, this liquid has You're part of your blood, Lord, to remember the blood that you sacrificed on the cross for us. Not that we did not deserve, but you did. You went to the cross and you died there and you shed your precious blood. Let us take this in remembrance of you. Amen. Let's all bow our heads. dearly Fathers, we prepare to take this liquid in remembrance of you. We just give you thanks in your Holy Son's name. Amen. Shall we? Let's all bow our heads for closure. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for everything you've done and continue to do in our lives. Lord, we just be with each of us throughout this week. Guide us and protect us. Lord, we lift up this nation as it's going through a tough time, Lord. Be with the President of the United States. Help them give them guidance, Lord. Be with the governors, Lord. But Lord, be with the people, and calm their hearts, and give them the strength to fight against the people who are making them rise up. And we just ask this in your Holy Son's name. Amen.